listening to the PharmaXL podcast, a member of the Pharmacy Podcast Network with over 100,000 downloads a month. Days. I'm Katrina, your host and a fellow pharmacist. And on this show, I want to help you unlock your potential and flourish as a pharmacist. We'll cover everything in pharmacy from ways to own your career to self care to insights in digital health, pharmacogenomics, and beyond. So, PharmDs, stay tuned because your journey to be inspired to own and excel in your pharmacy career starts here now. Hello pharmacists and welcome to the final episode of this season of the PharmXL podcast. I know it's been a really short one, but I couldn't really find a lot more to cover in terms of career strategy. If you do have any questions about the last few episodes in regards to my journey or career strategy, please, please do send them to me either on LinkedIn, by email, commenting on this podcast, whatever way, uh, uh, send them to me and I might create an extra episode for this season just to answer your questions. Um, but this is the final episode of the season of the PharmXL podcast about your career, your way, uh, a nice wrap up before the Christmas, uh, before Christmas starts or Christmas is really here, but uh, before we celebrate Christmas, I want to wrap up the season by talking to some of the challenges and self-sabotaging beliefs that you will encounter as you grow your career and implement your successful career strategy. So let's dive into the depth of some of the self-sabotaging or... Uh, hurdles that we may have to overcome as we grow our careers or these are the things that I personally found challenging as I grew in my career. There are 12 things that I would like to speak to. Number one, don't get trapped in the feedback loop. Sometimes you suddenly realize that you're unhappy and overwhelmed in your career so you get anxious. The anxiety cripples you and you keep thinking about why you're anxious. Now you're doubly anxious. You're anxious about being anxious which is causing more anxiety. The end result is inaction due to anxiety. So you need to catch yourself out at the beginning before you get trapped in the inaction loop. Sometimes, and actually not, not sometimes, there are there were times in my career when I was mapping my career strategy that it all became too much and I felt too anxious to act upon it. So catch yourself when that happens and step away from it and take a break before you get back into it. If you do this exercise with someone else, it can be really helpful um, to feed back to you uh, your steps so that you they act as a sounding board for you so you don't get back or you don't get trapped in that inaction loop. Be comfortable with being different, with not being a high achiever, with not being a multimillionaire like the media portrays half of the population are. Accept that you're different and tell yourself, I will work at my own pace until I get good at this. Rather than turning green with envy when you look at someone else who's better than you, look at what those ahead of you have done and emulate their steps, albeit you need to make them applicable to you. Sometimes it may not be very practical to follow someone's exact steps because you're not in their shoes, you, have not, you will not face the same challenges perhaps. So just having a broad idea of what actions they take, specifically what learnings uh, they uh, took to get the end result or where they're at in their career. The time you spend comparing yourself to those around you is a time taken from you that will never return. The reason we're all messed up 
is that sometimes we are looking at the talent of others instead of nurturing our very own and looking down in our own exam paper instead of cheating from others. So just don't compare. Comparison is a thief of joy and I've uh, I've spoken to that in the last season of my podcast. Number three, to overcome adversity, you have to care about something more important than the adversity itself. For example, you lost your job and that is bad. You could dwell on how you lost your job or you could dwell on finding the meaning in the situation and what is there to what it is there to teach you. Finding the higher purpose that you serve that will help you get a career that aligns with your purpose and values. Giving into the meaningless pursuit of dwelling over the past does not really change it. Uh, I always ask myself, what is the situation here to teach me? And you will have seen in the, la- in the first two episodes of this season that I talked a lot about the challenges and hurdles I had to overcome to even find an internship site or an internship position which will allow me to register at a fa- as a pharmacist. In hindsight, what everything that happened was good for me, but I did not appreciate it at the time. So instead of spending time dwelling over your horrible career fate, just look at what the situation is there to teach you. Sometimes, sadly, we don't realize it until until that situation has been and gone. Number four, whether you realize it or not, you're always choosing what you care about. Even deciding to take no action sometimes is a decision in itself. Maturity is what happens when you learn what is truly worth your attention in your life and what is worth taking action about. And to be honest, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And I'm sure you've heard this quote before and I'm sorry I'm not quite sure who said that, but I know that I have come across it a number of times. Nobody is responsible for your situation or unhappiness but you. Choosing your response, which is determined by your values, and we've uh, we've spoken to this in the last episode, will define your life. And here is a quote from a book which I don't really like the title of, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an If by Mike Manson. Uh, The quote says, Reorient your expectations for life and choose what is important and what is not. This develops practical enlightenment. Be comfortable with the idea that some suffering is inevitable. That no matter what you do, life is comprised of failures, losses, regrets, setbacks, disappointments, and even death. Once you become comfortable with what life throws at you, you become invincible. And this is truly how I felt by the time I've overcome a lot of hurdles in my life and in my career. The turmoil and the difficult time I went through in my internship, which I spoke about in the first episode of this podcast, uh, or the season of the podcast, really made me feel invincible because no matter what my career threw at me, it would not have been more difficult than my year as an intern pharmacist which I really struggled with. Number five is pain, uncertainty and failure are essential for growth. In your career you will fail miserably. If you seek the reward and not the struggle, you seek the result and not the process, you are in love with victory but not the fight and you can't 100% achieve success in your pharmacy career if you do all of those. Firstly, success is objective and values dependent. What I see as success for me could be a failure for you. Secondly, you don't just go job hunting, get a job and think that this is your ultimate answer to happiness because it isn't. If you want a fulfilling career, you're in for an eternal ride, a long-term challenge and a fight for your freedom. You have to fall in love with the process and not just the final outcome. Think about all those times when you have looked forward to a trip or looked forward to something, you've achieved it and you're sort of standing there and feeling, what now? I need more. So don't tell yourself, I'll be happy if. 
when your happiness is conditional, it you will be disappointed. So look at the process and enjoy and be enlightened by the process and not just the final outcome. When I decided to take the lonely path of solopreneurship or entrepreneurship, I knew I was in for a long-term struggle with rewards along the way. I signed up for it knowingly uh, and, and, and in full awareness that it is going to be difficult. Who you are is defined by what you're willing to struggle for and your struggles determine your successes. The joy is not in getting to the top of the mountain, the joy is in the climb itself. Number six, stop feeling entitled. Your problems are not unique to you. There are thousands of pharmacists out there dissatisfied and feeling helpless and sorry for themselves. When you feel sorry for yourself, you believe you're either special or defective in some way. This makes you feel entitled and you expect change to happen to you rather than actually going out there and seek it for yourself. As I said before, don't feel entitled. Don't feel like you deserve a role. Don't feel that this should happen to you. If it doesn't happen to you, who should it happen to? Find the solution for yourself. Find your career pathway for yourself. Create the role if it doesn't exist. Don't feel entitled to have things. And I am guilty of this as anybody in the beginning of my career. And to be honest, every time I got declined a role, I would think, how dare they not make me, uh, you know, not get me this role. And I felt really frustrated. And how dare they do this? And how dare they do that? Well, if it hasn't, um, if they haven't done that, I would definitely not be where I am today. And I would not have been the change that I seek in my career. Number seven, develop your values through self-awareness. Recognize and understand your emotions. Example, I'm happy, I'm sad. Ask yourself why you feel this emotion. Question the values you have that lead to that emotion. Why do you consider the emotion good or bad? Or, you know, how do you define your success or failure? Why is something a success or failure in your career? How are you measuring yourself and how are you measuring success? By what standard are you measuring yourself and those around you? Your values determine the nature of your problems and your thresholds determine the nature of your problems too, which in turn determines the quality of your life. How you define success or failure in your career will determine how you define your life and the quality of your life. If you're frustrated, for example, with the lack of progress in your career, You have to define what is progress for you. What value or metric are you measuring your satisfaction or your career satisfaction by? Is it more money or driving a Bentley or is it more autonomy to work your own hours or find the the purpose in what you do? All of the above and probably more, which I haven't thought of, will define whether your lack of progress is or isn't a problem and the action to be taken to solve them if they are a problem. The following values cause problems. And I would encourage you to avoid them. Pleasure is a false god. Plenty of research has shown that focusing on superficial pleasures make people more anxious. Materialistic success. Define your self-worth or success by how much money you make is not a good idea. Another value is always seeking to be right. You will close yourself to new ideas, perspectives, innovations, and opportunities if you think you're always right or that the Um, the pathway that someone else is choosing is not going to succeed or fail or whatever. When I became a virtual pharmacist, there were many who discouraged me, many that told me that I could never provide a medication review virtually, it wouldn't be successful and it wouldn't be a good level of service or care or whatever. I did not listen to them. Um, And, you know, only a fool doesn't learn from others. I took the journeys of others who've done this and I learned from it. Always staying positive can also be something that will 
make you disappointed. You know, it's good to be positive, but I think we focus too much on positivity sometimes and just not allow ourselves to be frustrated with some outcomes. So believing self-help gurus that tell you how they are positive all the time, that's just all nonsense. While it is great to stay on the sunny side of life and think positively, the truth is life sometimes just sucks and the healthiest thing you can do is to admit it. I admitted it to myself so many times. I, there were times I told you, you know, that I cried, I was very disappointed, I was very dissatisfied. You know, denying negative emotions leads to experiencing deeper, prolonged negative emotions and emotional dysfunction. You need to take time to vent. You need to take time to just be miserable because sometimes, in all honesty, it feels good to have a good cry. I'm sure some of you will relate to this. Constant positivity is avoidance. It is not a valid solution to your career or life's problems. It's okay. I'm not saying be negative either, please. I don't, this is not the message here, but the point is it's okay to get frustrated, but give it 24 hours. This is all the time that I allow myself to get frustrated and negative about something. It's 24 hours, then I get back up again and focus on the solutions. How can I get back up from this? What is there? What is this here to teach me? As I said earlier, number eight, embrace uncertainty. Growth is an endless iterative process. When learning something new, you don't go from wrong to right. You go from wrong to least wrong to slightly least wrong and so on. And we're always in the process of approaching truth and perfection without ever actually reaching truth or perfection. You shouldn't seek to be right every day. You should strive to find out how you're wrong today so that you are a little least wrong tomorrow. Um, and just in case you're wondering, this is inspired by also the same book that I mentioned earlier by Mark Manson, if you wanted to read it. Life is nothing but a sequence of uncertainties that we're all navigating. You will never be 100% sure you're taking the right decision because it simply doesn't exist. Even today, I might uh, think that I've reached the epitome of my career, but the reality is that there may be more to come and I haven't got the best of it yet. So there is always a chance to be better. We get least wrong as we progress every day. Number nine, and this is so important, is please, please, please embrace failure. Improvement in anything is based on thousands of tiny failures, and the magnitude of your success is determined by how many times you've failed at something. Avoiding failure and risk is something that is woven into our pharmacy education. And I've written about this a lot. We are so risk averse. We are scared of failure. We are scared of taking risks because it is inherent in our profession. We can't make mistakes. And so it, we sadly apply this to our lives and our careers is we can't get it wrong. We can't make mistakes in our career. We can't take a step and fail because that is just not acceptable. We're so afraid to fail that we stick to the status quo and do not and, and do only what we know are told is good for us and we're good at. And that cripples us. If we're unwilling to fail, we're unwilling to succeed as well. And pain is part of the failure process. It is important to allow yourself to feel it because it will create the motivation you need to change. Okay? I hope you've got, I hope you've got that because it is so important and I see a lot of pharmacists every day. And look, I was I was the same at the beginning of my career. I was so scared to take that leap, to have that, you know, to to have that strong desire, to have that faith in myself that I could do it. I was scared of it all. I just put it in a too hard basket and until I got to break point and I experienced that pain and that pain was the motivation for me to change and take control of my career. If it doesn't happen to you now, it's going to happen at some point. So embrace pain and failure willingly rather than have it be enforced on you. And this is exactly the position I was in three years ago. 
Number 10, take action. Most of us commit to action only if we feel motivated and we only feel motivated if there's enough inspiration around us. But this is not the reality and this is not how it works. When you think that this is the sequence of events as such that inspiration leads to motivation, leads to action, the end result really is inaction because you're still waiting for the inspiration. The real loop is action leads to inspiration, leads to motivation and repeat. You get motivated by taking that first very difficult hard step, which is just getting up and giving it a go. It is really difficult, I acknowledge that, but taking action is what leads to inspiration. Trust me, every time I've sat down to record a podcast, I had no idea what I was talking about and I felt quite uh, reluctant to get in here and record this podcast, but it is just that first sentence that leads to the next, that leads to the next, and so on. If you lack the motivation to make an important change in your life, do something, just anything, but don't just resort to doing nothing. Any action will create a spark that leads to inspiration and motivation, and therefore you enter that loop of continued action. The listeners, take action. Anything is better than nothing. Number 11, and I've talked about this a lot, is rejection is redirection. Whether you are rejecting or being rejected, rejection is an important part of maintaining your values and your identity. You are defined by what you choose to reject. And if you reject nothing, perhaps in fear of being rejected yourself, you are losing your identity. When you feel rejected, it's life's way of redirecting you to an alternative path, which you wouldn't take if you were in another. Think of it as a trade-off. If you get X, you will not get the better Y. And if you think about my journey earlier on, and all the rejections I've had, if I had been accepted in those positions, I would not have been in the better why right now. So the desire to avoid rejection at all costs, to avoid confrontation and conflict, to avoid failure and to be accepted and accept everything is really unrealistic. It doesn't allow room to develop a growth mindset and learn from your failures and mistakes. Number 12 and the final one is freedom through commitment. When you commit to something and reject everything else, you liberate yourself because you're accepting only what aligns with your values and what serves your higher purpose. When you accept everything, you lose the depth of an experience. You may gain the breadth of the experience by opening yourself up to every opportunity there is, but you will lose becoming an expert in one thing. You lose the depth. Trust me, I've had that many opportunities offered to me on a silver platter recently. And because I'm so determined to have the depth of the single experience that I'm building right now, I had to say no to all because it's not so much the breadth. I don't want a lot more experience on my plate. I feel I had enough of that. I want the depth of the experiences that I'm working on. So that is what you should focus on. And if you recall correctly, I spoke about that as well when I talked about specialized knowledge. Specialized knowledge gives you the depth of a single experience which you can turn into money. You become a specialist in an area rather than expanding yourself all over the place and not standing out particularly for one thing. So look at rejection of one direction as an opportunity to grow depth in another. So put depth of experience at some point in your career, perhaps not at the beginning, you want that breadth of experience, like, you know, and that's why I said retail is a good opportunity for getting that breadth of experience. But as you progress to get fulfillment and satisfaction and that power and turning that knowledge, specialized knowledge into power comes from Um, developing depth in experiences. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back right after the break. 
Hey pharmacists, I'm interrupting this podcast to bring you some phenomenal news. I'm working on something super exciting to elevate your pharmacy career. Head over to www.katrinaazer.com to find out more and join the waitlist if you're interested. So that's all pharmacists and I think you're going to love the next season because I'll be bringing in some guests to share their pharmacy journeys with us. I'm sure you all had enough of me talking and to be honest I had enough of me talking so I need a change. Um, And remember new year means new beginnings. You know ask yourself is it time for a career pivot for taking that brave step that you've been putting off for so long. Get it all down sit down Allocate time for putting your career strategy together. Don't put it off and action it. And remember having an accountability partner or mentor or colleague, whatever is so important to you actioning that strategy because they will hold you accountable. I want to end this episode or the final episode of season two of the Farm Excel podcast, Your Career, Your Way, with a pharmacy Christmas poem. Okay, I hope I don't laugh while saying this, but here we go. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and the pharmacy so bright, not a vial was missing under the fluorescent light. The pill bottles were lined up with the utmost of care, and hopes that St. Pharmacist soon would be there. The patients were nestled all snug in their beds, with visions of well-being dancing in their heads. The flu shots administered, prescriptions filled with grace, in hopes of good health for the whole human race." And I, in my white coat with a stethoscope near, had just settled down after a long day so clear. When out in the parking lot there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the counter to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the blinds, threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wandering eyes did appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Farmick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Amox, now Zoloft, now Vicodin and Lipitor, on Prozac, on Xanax, on Allegra and Prednisone. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As vials that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the rooftop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of medications, and St. Farmick too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Farmick came with a pound. He was dressed all in white from his head to his feet, and his clothes were so clean, not a wrinkle or crease. A bundle of medications he had flung on his back, and he looked like a pharmacist just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his smile was so merry, his cheeks were like roses not a bit contrary. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pill bottle he held tight in his hand, and the label encircled his head like a band. He had a broad face and a round little belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl of, full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old healer, and I laughed when I saw him a true drug dealer. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. 
He spoke not a word, but went straight to his task, filling prescriptions with care nothing to mask, and laying his finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the launch of a missile. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a drug-free night. Okay, I must admit, I laughed quite a bit when I recorded this. I had to cut out quite a bit and re-record it again and again. I hope you find it, well, as pathetic and funny as I did. But anyway, hope you all have a lovely Christmas and a happy new year. I'll be taking a hiatus, working on something really exciting and may not be back until about April 2024. Um, it is the project that I am working on, which I have been putting or sneaking into ads in these podcasts. In the meantime, have a Merry Christmas, stay safe, stay happy, stay positive. Well, not too positive, take your time to feel a bit negative if you have to. The world values you as a pharmacist and you know where to find me. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. See you all in 2024. You've been listening to the Pharmaxel podcast. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate and give us a review of this podcast. Feel free to send us your questions and comments to discuss on the show. And join me next week for another amazing conversation. Thank you for listening.